You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Welcome. Thank you for tapping into some untapped keg. I am one of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman, here with my good friend, Monte Ball. How you doing, big guy? I'm good, man. I uh, It's Christmas week, right? I'm excited. I'm, I'm thrilled. Family's in town. Feeling good. Um, finished up school, so that semester. Oh, so, wow. Um, so I'll... I'll... <laughs> So all is uh, well. I'm 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 free right now for the time being. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad the traveling is over with. Right? Like I was not looking forward to it at all. Um, we're here <laughs> in back in Wisconsin, right? Um, mm-hmm. And you know we're visiting, and so far so good. Uh, Tomorrow is going to be exciting. It's being exciting to see some people we haven't seen since we moved, and. Yeah. Yeah, I just, you know what? I'm feeling better mentally than I have in a long time. And I don't know if it's because I'm detoxing off my ADHD medication or if it's the environment I've created for myself for the past three weeks um, Mm. because I've physically tried to change my environment for the better because I was in a fairly dark place that we've talked about on the Thanksgiving episode. Um, but that I'm trying to think of the words here. I can't put a finger on exactly why I am feeling so well. Uh, I know my ADHD is still an issue. I need to get more medication. I have an appointment set up. I should have done it better before we moved, but I didn't. And, uh, I got, you know what? I got, uh, I'm going to try a different medication that's a little bit more powerful to see yeah. if it will help. Uh, because where we're going with this podcast is exciting. It's exciting. We're growing. Uh, we're getting more of the community that we've wanted. Really, you know, I saw, for those who didn't see last week, we had on Initial D, and he posted mm. such an amazing comment uh, yesterday that I actually commented on, I retweeted curating your own space on twitter right just because somebody follows you doesn't mean you have to follow them well earlier in the year i was following back everybody and in doing so i created a very negative timeline that i was looking at and that i really didn't like the app after that right um Mm -hmm. but i would still go on because you have to as a you know streaming community and the negativity just it leached itself into everything around me and it just created this uh i was just in a negative tailspin and a couple months ago i went through and i'm like okay you're too negative for my liking unfollow you're too negative for my liking unfollow and now every time i'm on like it's a lot of positive people it's talking about growth um it's talking about sobriety it's talking about all this other stuff and it's just celebrating fandoms and 
that's it's it's way better for yourself to celebrate that kind of things, especially with like Spider Man out right now. Let's celebrate Spider Man. Let's celebrate that fandom. Let's celebrate Marvel. Right. <laughs> um, and then you got football, obviously, and everything else. But that's something to think about. Like if you are online a lot, think about who you are allowing to come into your eyesight, right? Who you are allowing to read. So um, that's something that's that I learned cool. the hard way, but I've really done the work to try to make it a little bit better. So, um, you know, I, go. That's a, no, no, I'm sorry, man. No, no, please, please. I was just about uh, to I'll, kick it to you. you yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I think I think that stuff's important, man. And I again, I, I, you know, to to those listening in, you know, we we don't script. We honestly just talk from the heart, share. Um, we want for you guys to just understand, uh, you know, just where we are at mentally right now in this moment. So we want it to be as candid as possible. And RJ, I think that's a great start, man, to this stream. I think it's important. It's extremely relevant to uh, the time we're in right now, right? We're, we're, we're still in the pandemic where we're, 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 we're forced to really understand our surroundings, um, but also, I think that, uh, that that that's extremely relevant when we talk about holiday season, right? We got Christmas, obviously, coming up and New Year's. Pretty much businesses are done until the New Year, right? Work, all that stuff, you're coasting until the New Year. Unless um, you're in retail, then it's your health. So true. Well, so true. And then we have Hanukkah and Kwanzaa, too. Of course. Like, let's course. not leave everybody celebrating a holiday right now. It doesn't matter. So what, true. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. And so I think it's relevant because when we talk about kind of creating your your healthy space um, on social media, right? I think it's the same for obviously during the holiday season, but it's a little difficult to sort of create that healthy space if you have some toxic relationships with your family members, right? Because obviously you're going to be around family. You're going to be around some folks who may trigger you in certain ways, some passive aggressive tendencies, um, peeling back some some scabs on you, opening up, reopening some scabs, I should say. Um, but it's obviously you can't it's, it's, it's difficult to say no to hanging out with your family during the holiday season. So yep. I think this topic is important because we would be doing everyone a disservice to not, again, talk about how to how to go about having a healthy, happy holiday season when you're in recovery and, and when you're going around certain folks who make you feel some type of way, right? Um, you can create that healthy space on Twitter, create that healthy space on Instagram, but now when you got to go in, in front of your family, some family members, I should say, it's it's you got to have a plan, man. Got to have a plan. You got to understand that... You know, you for one, you're always in control of your emotions, right? Um, that that's that's number one. And number two, have some sort of exit plan. I think we shared that before too, right? Have an exit plan. Maybe say you're staying for an hour, right? Stay for an hour, but get the heck up out of there if you need to. Stay for two hours, but then get out of there, or, or maybe just thirty minutes. Swing them by, saying hello, get a bite to eat, and then get out of there. But uh, if that's what's work, what, what will work for you, then that's what you need to do. But I just think. You just have to have a plan. You have to have a plan because you know something's possibly going to happen. Something's going to be said that's going to just ruffle your feathers, mm-hmm. and and you just do not want to, you know, fall victim to that kind of 
toxicity again, right? So yeah, it's, it's 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 important. It's really really important, and I think it's just more so with family because the emotions are higher. The emotions are more raw, yeah. right? Because it's your family. It's 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 a lot of impulsive emotions as opposed to you know really sitting and thinking about you know how you plan on responding just because again it is your family. Um, sorry, what were you gonna say, Audrey? I was gonna say when you first went sober, mm. what what was some of the things that you did to protect your sobriety around the holiday time. Um, for example, for myself, yeah, I went to my family's house and I did nothing. I didn't go to the grocery store. I didn't go to the gas station. I stayed at their place the entire time. Didn't talk to any of my old friends that I was home. Nothing. I just like, yeah. that's what I had to do to get out of there sober. So yeah, you know, is there something that you did to help get through the holidays no. as well? Great question. Yeah, for me, my drinking was really never around my parents, never mm-hmm. really around my sisters or you. Um, when I when when I was drinking, it, it was more so obviously around my friends who um, are no longer my friends, right? Uh, let me rephrase that. Uh, they're they're they they are more so now associates in a sense, very distant, very very distant um, people that I know um, that are still doing the partying and a lot of stuff. But to answer your question, um, for me it was just eliminating friends, eliminating people who weren't part of my family out of my life um, to protect my life. <laughs> To protect my life that's honestly what i had to do um and since then it's, it's been it's been great um but i guess in the context obviously if, if it's your family that's why this is an important topic because it's difficult to eliminate your parents it's difficult to eliminate your siblings um or your uncle your aunts what have you um but again you just have to have a plan you know you're going to possibly run into a situation that's going to bother you so make sure you have a plan um, so I like that question, RJ. What about yourself? What was it that you did? Yeah, I just of... tried to limit the embarrassment, right? Yeah. I think that that is something that I I had is like around people that I was embarrassed that how I acted and it they may not feel any type of way about me or like um you know, they might have all positive experiences, but like I still felt embarrassed by some yeah. of my actions, by some of my out, outward, uh, you know, like outbursts, I guess my, but it, they weren't really like negative outbursts. They could be positive, like, uh, just other things I'm trying to think like celebrating, like, uh, buying shots yeah. for everybody. I mean, it, it made me poor. I was poor at the time, the way it is. I, right, and right. then I just made myself even more poor. Right. Um, yeah, I remember one night. I got mad because they were kicking us out of the bar before I finished my drink. So I took all the tips off the bar. I was that guy. I took all the tips and I was like, I stole money from them for no reason. Just because I was mad that they were kicking us out of the bar because it was bar time. And I knew it was bar time. Right? Like, what a douchebag. What a D-bag. And I think that was around the Thanksgiving time too. So That is the definition. Doing stuff uh, like that. But we all have done it. And they never... I went there quite a bit. Um, after that, nobody ever said anything. And I can guarantee they knew it was me. But um, 
That doesn't mean I'm not embarrassed about it, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm very embarrassed that that happened. That's something that I did. And that was the only time that I did that. But that doesn't make it okay. Absolutely not. Just like trying to... Like I've I've said before, my hometown is a trigger for me. It still is. Because that's all there was to do there. So that's all I did for yeah. five, six years was just go there, plan how I'm going to get drunk, and just get absolutely annihilated. Like that's what I yeah. did. And it didn't matter what night of the week it was. didn't matter who it was with. Um, you know, sometimes it was begging my friends to buy me drinks. Sometimes it was begging my parents for some money sometimes i had money um but in order to maintain my sobriety and not fall back into that i had to just remove myself from that situation from the situation of being feeling that embarrassment because i just being there filled me with uh shame and embarrassment and i don't know sometimes i think that that's a it's a good thing that that I feel that shame and embarrassment, and sometimes I'm worried that it's going to lead to another, you know, to a relapse or something. Right. No, I, I get that, man. I, I, I understand that feeling. Um, most folks who are, if not all folks who are in recovery, understand that feeling, right? Acting uncharacteristically um, while under the influence and doing something and then having to face the music. Um, for that action uh, is, is I would assume every person who is in recovery is in recovery because <laughs> of those embarrassments. Right. Uh, they, they, they're, they're tired of them. Right. And so I think you are most definitely with the majority there on the, on that feeling. And I think, again, it's important because those feelings come up when you get around family too. Right. It's, it's, yeah. you, you are, not saying you were labeled the drunk partier one, but sometimes the labels do come about with within your family, right? It's like, oh, he's the drunk one. He, he was the partier. He did X, Y, and Z. She did X, Y, and Z. Uh, so kind of getting back around your family, um, when they know your history, is it can be that's that's difficult, right? That's, that that brings about so many different anxieties. Um, Again, it goes back to what I stated earlier about having that plan because all of those emotions come about when you're just around your entire family. Are they judging me? Did they judge me? How heavily did they judge me if they even did judge me when I was making my mistakes? Um, are they just acting kind now because I am a family member or, or do they really truly see me as a different person now? I mean, these are all things that kind of go through my head um, at times. And so I know it goes through other people's minds. And again, we wanted to talk about this again just this holiday season, because again, it's 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 obviously Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, etc. And then obviously we got the New Year as as, as well, New Year's Day, um, big time drinking time right now, and a lot of free time for folks who may be off of work, yeah. etc. Just have to figure out how are we going. Yeah, how are we going to maintain our Here's... recovery, our sobriety, and how are we going to finish out the year the right way? Right. Finish out this year the right way to start up another year, 2022, with bigger goals, more goals and, 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 and how we're going to attack those goals. I think that stuff is that's that's, that's where we are right now. That's where Absolutely. we are. 
here's here's what are you what are you doing this holiday season um to help you get through this get through this me i'm working out like crazy man working out like crazy i've recently just become a gym rat literally a gym rat um i love working out i love running uh, which is odd um i love lifting i love doing push-ups i love just taking care of my body um truly understanding now post football um because i was forced always to work out right it was part of it was literally part of the job work out stay in shape or you're not going to play so okay this makes me it's a lot easier to work out and stay in shape so you can play but post football and a little challenging for me uh focusing on my body what i'm putting in my body that being food wise um etc so i think now i've really now have started started to, to understand the importance of physical health for your mental health and how those play heavily and win with with each other and, and kind of this wheelhouse of mental health, um, the look good, feel good aspect of it. And for me, that's really what I've been focusing on. Um, other than school, of course, is my physical health. Because once I'm done running, when I get that runner's high, I feel good. I feel very optimistic. Right. I feel charged. Yep. It was a great word for that. I feel charged mentally and spiritually, and that's just kind of what I've been doing. So for me, my mental health has been outside of the podcast, of course, outside of you, outside of my family who's been helpful, is, is my own discipline to working out. I'm, I'm reteaching myself how to be disciplined, and that's something that I lost after I retired from the game of football. And so it's, it's been exciting. How about yourself, man? Um, you know, my oldest just turned four on Friday, um, which was the 17th of December. It was like just yesterday we were taking him home, but, um, so now that he's four and honestly the past like four or five months, he's figured out how to play video games now. So that's gotta be so awesome, dude. We've been able to play some video games together and my two year old is trying to keep up. So he's starting to figure it out a little bit too but he's got a little bit more of a ways to go like my oldest is literally playing the game and it's it is it's awesome it's fun absolutely i'm like mascot platformers so uh super mario brothers gonna be next that's actually a little bit harder than what i remember uh yeah that game's hard dude and that game's hard yeah that's it's a little too (laughs) hard for him to start out on but uh you know on the ps5 there's Astro's Playroom. So he's been playing that. That's a robot game, he calls it. Both my kids <laughs> call it the robot game. Um, and then I got uh, another Sony platformer. Uh, it's called Sackboy's Big Adventure. And that's a four-player co-op game. So the three of us have been playing together. And, uh, you know, my youngest, he's only two. He basically just holds the controller and then kind of runs off the cliff and uses all our lives up. Uh, and then it's basically my oldest and uh, I plan together. So it's been a lot of fun. And that's, you know, seeing them pick up on some of my hobbies is, is just, it makes me love it even more. Um, so we have that. And then like, I've been streaming games at night. I'm trying to do it like twice a week. Uh, some Sekiro, which is, uh, a from software game. It's really hard, but just trying to, you know, also find those games that I love again. Yeah. which I have. I mean, I still have. I never lost them, but just playing them again. And then uh, 
what another thing that I've been doing is, you know, trying to find like a basketball league or, um, mm. I mean, pretty much every night we go to a park with the kids. So we get to run around with them a little bit, but, uh, I'm going to have to subscribe to that Monte ball diet because I tell you what, you know, <laughs> we walked Ooh. into the hotel the other night and you look like you were playing football again. That's what you look like right now. You, you, I have not seen you look this good. Like you said, since you retired from the game, like, I was like, that's thank you, man. That's that's Monte Ball, the running back. That's not uh that's not <laughs> Dude, I started uh that's not started Monte November Ball, 15th. the podcaster. Right. November fifteenth I started. Um it's essentially what I did was like uh, I cut, right? Like it's like cut week that wrestlers do, but I did it for five weeks now, six weeks. No, I guess I guess we're past that. We're I don't know, about six weeks now. Um but it's it's that's the the physical health man is 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 what I've been missing and it's so important. I think it's it's the secret sauce, man. The secret formula. If you're capable to, if you're an able bodied person, the, the the physical aspect is because it's it's you versus yourself, right? Yeah. It's it's every time I'm trying to do more push ups, when I push myself past that threshold that I failed at before, it's like okay, I'm I, I I can. It's, it makes your gains tangible, right? And it's like, okay, that I'm literally gaining more strength when I'm able to run fast from the treadmill. When I, and again, it's, it's, we all understand it, right? When we're in the weight room and you can do more than you did before that feeling, it's like, okay, this is all going to good use my time. And there, there's nothing you can really exchange that for. And that's what I've been noticing now. Again, I used to work out all the time. My entire life I was working out, but it was part of my job. Now I'm, I'm doing it when I'm not forced to, so it's just that much more to me now. It's very important to me. It's, again, I'm challenging myself. I'm forcing myself to stay disciplined. And that discipline, obviously, is bleeding over into other aspects of my life that that I'm just, again, I don't want to just talk about myself here and to my own horn, but I'm, I'm just proud of myself, man. I really am. Um, hey, I'm proud of you, I, too. I, I, and I know your sister's proud of you, too. <laughs> like, dude, proud of you, dude. Proud of you as well, man. We, we, we. You've, you've come through a lot as well, and we both could have easily folded, easily folded. And I think, honestly, with this podcast, with, with, with our listeners, I mean, we're gonna be, we're gonna be meeting one of our listeners tomorrow, right? I, I told you guys, like, uh, we, we, we really do this, huh? We really go out of our way. I don't say out of our way because that has such a negative connotation to it, but we will meet you, talk to you, whatever. If you support us, we'd love to hang out with you, support you in whatever endeavors you got. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I'm feeling really good when I meet at this time. I do. That's awesome. I do. I'm glad you do. And you know, that's a, I've been trying to be vulnerable and vocal and it's kind of created a little bit of a, um, what's the word I want to kind of a loop. Um, yeah. because sometimes, you know, my partner thinks that I'm more honest on here than I am with her. Okay. And there's some truth to that. Like sometimes I am a little bit more vulnerable on here than I am to feel like that's her. Normal. But at the same time, <laughs> that's what, that's what therapy is, right? You're, you're vulnerable to exactly. somebody who you don't know. It's sometimes it's easier to be vulnerable with someone you don't know because there's no consequences mm-hmm. there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's exactly. kind of why it works. But at the same time, I have been more vulnerable lately talking about my feelings, like actually vocalizing 
my feelings, actually vocalizing things that are bothering me. And it's led to positive things in my life. And that's um, sweet, man. It's that's freaking awesome. It, sometimes, hear. sometimes it is easy. Sometimes it's not. Um, you know, I kind of buried the lead here too, but uh, I don't know exactly when it is. I've been trying to look on Facebook because I know I did post something on my one year anniversary, but this week is I'm eight years. This is my eight year anniversary. Dude, congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. Eight years is not easy. Good gosh. I've never, after that first year, I've never celebrated it. Um, Except for when my first son was born because it was around this time. That was the only other time that I posted about it. But um, yeah, it's been, I don't know. When I started, I've only told my partner this too, but like I started running. Uh, yeah. in the mornings and the reason part of it's because seeing your weight loss and knowing that like I oh need you're running it. now but like i you're started running, running in the mornings too to get my leg my lungs strengthened yeah i'm i'm working out a little bit not let's a lot let's go but, nice um like i was running with my kids and i'm like i should not be winded right now i should not be right. and like when i went sober I only told one person that I was not drinking anymore. You know, that's my partner. And I didn't tell anybody else. And it's kind of the same thing with this working out. I, I didn't, I didn't think I'd bring it up on this podcast, but you just have to say F it and do it. Like when it mm-hmm. came to my sobriety, when it came to me not drinking anymore, I just had to say F it. I'm doing it and I'm nobody else is going to talk me out of it. I'm just, this is happening. So that's what I'm doing with this workout too. I'm using, trying to figure out ways to use what I've learned in my eight years of sobriety now to improve other aspects of my life. Like just F it, it's happening. And then being stubborn about it. Because I was stubborn about being sober. I got to be stubborn about working out too. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Now we, this this is what I'm talking about. This is, this is what I love because it's, that right there is everything. It's it's that's what I always tell myself every god dang morning or evening when I'm exhausted, right? Either or it's either the morning or the evening when I'm tired, right yep. before I work out, I tell myself, F it. Fuck it is what I say. And yep. I say, I'm just gonna show up. Just show up. Just that's the hardest part. Just show up. And that that's all applicable to every other aspect of your life with work. I mean, we all don't want to go to work. Just show up, right? Or, or sometimes some days you don't want to wake up and and take care of your kids. That's just uh, you know you're having a pretty poor day mentally, right? But just show up. I mean, we all have bad days. I mean, that's all applicable to everything. And that's if you are capable of of of, of truly accomplishing that right and what i'm talking about is accomplishing that where you you stacked the days of just of, of days where you didn't feel like doing something and you just said screw it and did it yeah but you teach your body your mind so much so much resilience so much just discipline because if you are capable of jumping over those hurdles right that little that voice in your head that's telling you no we don't want to do it we don't have to do it like what's okay let's just wait till tomorrow if you're capable of Jumping over that hurdle, stacking those days, days where you really didn't feel like doing it and you did it. In the future, 20, 
weeks from today when you're still doing that workout or a harder workout you'll be like look i was capable of doing it then right capable of stacking the days when i didn't feel like doing it so i can do it now i can do it again i can repeat that i can repeat that process so with recovery right aa uh or 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 whatever it is right putting your drug right down smart recovery all of that you don't feel like walking into the therapist's office you don't feel like going back just show up just show up. I told myself that even in therapy when I first started. Yeah. Going to therapy in Madison, Wisconsin. Right? That's equivalent to like uh I don't I tried to toot my horn like a, like a, like Trevor Lawrence going to therapy in, in, in Clemson or but something like that. It's, it's true, it's, right? <laughs> Everybody knows you. And then I told myself, just show up, just go. I don't care what people think. I don't care what that person's thinking. I don't care if they think I'm fat and I'm walking in this gym. I don't care if they think I'm crazy because I'm walking in the therapist's office or or whatever. I'm going back in to retake my test because I failed. Don't care what they think. At some point, and this is what I've been telling myself, and hopefully the people listening understand this too, at some point, no one's going to do it for you. That's just it. Well, let me rephrase that. No one's going to do it for you. So at some point, either you're going to have to do it or or it's just not going to be done. Yep. There, there's no other options. Um, and that, that's that's really just a blunt truth about it. Just straightforward. Yeah. Just show up. Just show up. Just show up. Then there's, there's something I learned in social psychology because I was a psychology major in college. Yeah. And that's this study, and I can't remember what the study's called, um, but they asked people if they thought that people would recognize if they wore a shirt that they found embarrassing or, like, if they, people would notice, like, uh, let's say, you know, your your zipper was down or, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you tripped and fell one time. And uh, they did, like, surveys, and it turned out nobody noticed. Because everybody's so worried about what's going on in their own head. They don't notice, like, what shirt you're wearing. They don't notice. Sometimes, like in my classes in college, they didn't even notice me. I would show up in just sweatpants and a hoodie. And I'd usually have my hood up because I just didn't. I wanted to be anonymous, right? I didn't really want people to know who I was. I never really talked either. Um, I got yelled at by a few professors for that, but. Like, Isn't that I crazy? would meet people out and I'd be like, oh, we're in the same class together. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, like you sit here. I usually sit like back, you know, or in the front or something. They're like, how have I never seen you there before? I'm like, oh, usually I'm in sweatpants and a hoodie. They're like, do you not want anybody to recognize you? And I'm like, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's the, the truth. That. That's the point. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I wore a shirt that was a little like too short. One time, and I was like, "Oh God, this is gonna be bad." But then I still just went and I showed up to class, and yeah, nobody, nobody noticed, nobody said anything because people are so busy in their own minds yep. that they don't notice those things. And that's something to remember too. Like when you go to the gym, if people notice you, they're not gonna remember it, right? If you are embarrassed, like most people are not going to, it's not gonna stay for a long period of time. So, yeah. Uh, it's okay. It's well, okay to just start, right? So true. I so true. really don't like running. I really, like, if it's for basketball, if it's for baseball, if it's for any sport, 
I can go past the limit, like past my lungs on fire. I can keep going, but just running for fun. Right. That's not for me, but I'm doing it because I need, my kids are at the point where they Mm. need dad to play for longer than just a little bit. (laughs) And I need to, my lungs need, need it more than my legs. My legs have not been sore once yet, but my lungs are what I'm trying to strengthen. So that's good, um, man. That's that's what I'm doing there. Like what you shared right there too, man. It's just, so essentially what we're getting at with all of this is that stigma, right? Stigma. Yes. The stigma that absolutely. you may face being around your family during holidays if if you have a toxic family. Um, the stigma that you face again going into the gym or or all of the above, the judgment. I love how you said that too because that's something that I learned as well. Um, for example, when you're gonna present in class and you're super nervous and anxious. Yep. And I remember a professor pulled me to the side. I think I was in like a professor. I think it was a teacher actually, in like tenth grade, and uh, pretty much shared the same thing. Right? It was like more times than not, the majority of the students out there aren't really even listening to you. They're focused on what they're going to say. <laughs> they're tra- running through their head of what they're yep. going to say and and all that stuff. Obviously, they're listening to bits and pieces. But I was like, that's kind of true because that's what I was doing the whole time. But I wasn't listening to the presenters before me, really. Uh, just really focus on what I was going to say. So I think, yeah, that that is important when it comes to recovery because, again, we can really be trapped in our minds. Again, now you have to face the music, that being all the emotions, life, stressors, et cetera, that aren't going to go anywhere. Now you can't self-medicate. So now it's like you're so much in your head, your social anxiety when you get around folks. Mm-hmm. What am I wearing? Am I, am I looking decent? Oh, do I look drunk? I promise you, I, I haven't been drinking. Boy. Do I look high? I promise you, I haven't been using anything. I, 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 I promise I'm, yeah, I, I promise you, I haven't been doing all that, right? And then more times than not, they're not really thinking about that. Just probably happy to see you. And so I think it's yeah. just one of those things we, we can get really trapped in our minds. For me, yeah, the working out part of it is like my meditation. I think it's just my release. Again, that's just it's it's good, man. This is this is this is this is this is good stuff. This this is good stuff. Um, yeah, and we all can right now. To go ahead, finish your thought. No, that's it. I finished right okay. there. Right now, I think yeah. is a good time. Let's hear a word from our sponsor. Mm, yeah. Why don't traditional diets work? Because you can't fight your biology with willpower. But calibrate is different. It's a comprehensive, doctor-guided, metabolic reset that promotes sustainable results through lifestyle changes. Calibrate works because the combine, they combine prescribed FDA-approved medication with lifestyle changes to improve metabolic health. It's a fully integrated program that includes classes, one-on-one video coaching, in-app tracking, community with members like you. They provide a comprehensive wellness plan personalized to your needs so it's easy to fit Calibrate into your schedule. Check in with the app as often or as little as you'd like. All of the goals you set are personalized and tracked by doctors and coaches. Your weight doesn't reflect your willpower. Get back in control with Calibrate. Get $50 off the one-year metabolic reset when you use the promo code BELIEVE at joincalibrate.com. That's $50 off when you use code BLEAV 
at joincalibrate.com. And let them know that Untapped Keg sent you. Yes, indeed. So, yes. Part of that, Reed, is, you know, I kind of talked about being eight years sober, but one thing I also mm-hmm. bury all the time is this is we are Untapped Keg. We are a podcast about sobriety and mental health. We are part of the Believe Podcast Network. B-L-E-A-V dot com. A lot of different podcasts on that site. Uh, you know, we're proud members of them. They promote us a lot. And uh, when it comes to... here, Here's my question for you. Yeah. When it comes to uh, doing the podcast and sobriety, you know, I tend to think that something that we've done unintentionally is make the podcast seem like it's all around sobriety. Um, what do you want people to know about yourself besides the fact that you're sober and you're a former? Yeah. 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 Uh, mm. one thing that I, one way I've been describing our podcast on the stream is like, it's not all about sobriety. No, our sobriety doesn't affect everything around us, but everything around us does affect our sobriety in one way or another. So true. Thinking about it from that perspective, I guess I'm, I'm just throwing this at you randomly too. I did not tell you about this at all. It just popped I, in my yeah. head. Uh, one thing I want people to know about me that I, um, I mean, it could be anything. It could be. Go for it. It could be anything. Yeah. Um, that I haven't previously shared. Uh, mm. It doesn't have to be something that you haven't previously shared either. Just something on yourself that you've worked on that you want people to know. Oh, like, um, okay. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah, I really. That's. Yeah. I really I appreciate you yeah asking this because I I want to share this. Um the past like 6 to 8 months again everlasting process where I'll I'll constantly be working on myself till I'm till I'm gone. Yeah. And I think the one thing I've really been focusing on is um my words. My words. Um I've really been paying attention and being mindful of things I say to folks. Um, how I text, um, etc. Because words words carry energy. Words can affect and impact others in ways that I might not even know, right? And so I, I've really been. And let, let me give you some context here. So previous, before these last six to eight months that I've been working on this, it's not if, as if I was like a super rude person, straight out blunt and rude. But at times I would just be a little loose with how I spoke to folks Um, just because I wasn't so mindful uh, in regards to how words can hurt people, how words can. Um, So for the last six to eight months, I've been extremely mindful and and cautious of what I say to folks, how I say it, what tone am I using? Um, Etc. Because I I can't have a asshole side to me. Yeah, I can. 
And I, I've been really trying my hardest to make sure that I, every person that I speak with, again, it's it's not perfect. I'm still trying and it probably will never be perfect. Right. But trying to make sure that I understand their feelings, mm-hmm. understand where they are and, and just don't try to ruin their day or anything with what I say. Um, and, and that's just been something that's been very important to me. It's just to understand that I just got to be careful of what I say to folks. And it, again, it's not all bad stuff. It could be good stuff too, but just, I just want to make sure that I'm working on every part of me. And, and, and this part of me is just be mindful of, of what you say to people because words can hurt more than any sort of physical abuse um, can in some cases. And so I just been really focusing on that. And it's been going well. Again, I don't want to awesome. kind of take this moment down, but again, it's not just all bad stuff. It's even good stuff that I share. Right. But again, I just all in all, I'm just taking a little longer gap when I respond, even if it's in person or if it's via text, just because I want to make sure that I correct you know that part of my life. What about yourself, Mark? Um, I've been trying to celebrate things more like outwardly like uh let people in more on accomplishments and yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean i've been working on a, for a long time on trying to uh accept compliments better yeah um and not be embarrassed by them um so that's one thing like that i've been working on really the past like month and a half not too long but um yeah, yeah. Trying to get better with that. And then, you know, another thing is that me being off work since September, because I'm a stay-at-home dad, I love it way too much. Like, (laughs) I love taking care of the kids and, like, that's it. But I have time to cut clips for the show. I have time to really work on the podcast. So, like, I'm... Really looking forward to figuring out how to better balance because that was something that I was really bad at balancing podcast work time and then maybe like another job time till maybe we can make this full time thing a reality. And, um, you know, just being able to think of ways that I could be better or um, what's another just things that we could do. Yeah, think well, and then things we could do to make the content even better than what it is. So like we've been very active on every social media platform where we left some out before and trying to figure out these new ones and stuff like that. Like it's, it's exciting. And what, you know, what we have coming up, hopefully next year, you know, after our first year, we went to video. That was almost a year ago to today. We went video, uh, Next year, we're going to be going, you know, who knows what we'll be adding. Uh, oh, we dude, don't know 2022 yet, is our year. but we're going to try to make this bigger, better. Like, you know, we want to include everybody. We want to see everybody get their bag. We want everybody to have success. We want to celebrate that success. So if you have something to celebrate, don't be embarrassed. Hit us up. Let us know. Let us celebrate <clears> it. Um, you know, one thing um, that we have, too, is Duke Rumley, who was on with... Yeah. Uh, safe um goodness yeah so sober af entertainment like they Mm -hmm. they've been having a really awesome year 
And I just want to shout out some of the stuff that they have going on. Um, he sent me a list of their events that they have, mostly in Colorado. Um, but they have a Dallas Stars versus Colorado Avalanche Wednesday, December 29th, Denver, Colorado. They have a ticket link. Golden State Warriors against the Denver Nuggets. They have another one. Deca Dance Music Festival. Um, they have Pier 180 times, you know, with Safe doing a New Year's Eve party. Uh, they have a Phoenix New Year's Eve party, which is in Denver. And then they have a, a, a college hockey meetup. So they have a lot going on. Like the people that we have met over the past year have been amazing. They've been very, they've inspired me. They continue to inspire me. Um, but if you want to find this Sober AF events, go to SoberAFE.com and there'll be more stuff there. But, you know, like Jenny. Jenny has inspired me so much and she continues to inspire me. Like, she's pointed oh, yeah. us to so many guests. Um, who knows who we'll meet next year to help us out? And, like, you know, up for the challenge. Uh, Adam there. We got Big Kev at Laugh for a Purpose doing big things. Initial, who we met last week, is some big stuff coming mm-hmm. up. Uh, Bear. Bear is absolutely crushing all of it. Um, right. It's just meeting people through this has been really inspiring and like just calling out calling out those people right now like I'm just I'm excited for what we did this year and I'm excited for next year too and we can talk more about what we did this year like next week um yeah yeah, yeah. and just it's it's going to be fun but uh yeah I'm just it, it's been exciting and it's been awesome and it's been <laughs> great for me personally and I think it has for you too and it um, has. That's that's kind of. I just wanted to shout that out quick. No, that was good, man. I, and I, I will always say this, man. I gotta give you as much credit as possible. Um, you've been very patient with me in regards to my scheduling. Um, just really been, really been trying to get this school taken care of. I, I'm tired of always just saying it. So I'm really grinding hard. I mean, I just knocked out 13 credits full time. Mm-hmm. Um got another semester that i'm done so but i gotta give you credit man for this untapped keg and where we are today um because of all the hard work that you do late hours etc pretty much our production team um and for me it's been extremely helpful in my recovery making me more accountable right um and i just honestly gotta thank you for that man I, I i truly thank you for that i would not be where i am right now a capable of now focusing on my physical health because my mental health is in a really good place if it weren't for me staying, being accountable. Um, that accountability aspect of it, which came from this podcast, which came from you. Um, and so this is this is, this is is important to me. And now with school being done for month, and next semester, I don't have as many credits. Ah, 2022 is our year. We already got some good plans. We already know who we're, what business we're teaming up with, right? Uh, that's gonna that's gonna do we're gonna do some great things with and I think it's just gonna be awesome man um if we keep the same path then we got we got another explosion coming in a good way good explosion coming in 2022 I'm just excited I'm thrilled I'm looking forward to it and this is just the beginning this is really just the beginning I mean you know if you see this 
and you want to come on the show and share your story, yeah. hit us up, Untap Keg everywhere. UntapKeg at gmail.com if you want to email. Twitter DMs are open. Hit us up. If you're struggling, hit us up. I will have a conversation with you. You know, I'll pass it to Mons if I feel Mons is more yeah, suited yeah. to the conversation. And Mons will hit you up too. And Facebook, you can direct message. We try and get it to it as fast as we can. If it's taking a little bit longer, we're sorry, but we will get to it. And we will have right. long <laughs> conversations. And, you know, we're pretty much open books. We, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, we we're very open on the podcast, but we're also very open, like through DMs and everything. And we won't share details or anything else unless you want us to on the show. So, um, you know, we're I think we're, we can keep things private. Sorry. Go for it. Yeah, I was, was going to chime in on that openness part again, and I think this ties back into what we were stating earlier about just show up, just do it for yourself. And for me, it's been my biggest like what you've given me, man, um, with this podcast, again, just by constantly sharing and just being open for technically two years now in March of 2022 will be two years is, is I don't care anymore what people think of me. Like I truly don't. Um, if you don't like me, I don't give a shit. That's where I'm at. In a very respectful way. I don't right. mean to, that in an arrogant or pompous way. But place to be. Yeah, I don't. If you want to shame me, and this, please, this is applicable to every single person who's going to hear this, especially if you're in recovery. We've all done some some jacked up stuff um, while under the influence. Mm-hmm. Getting to this point, if you're not here already, and for those who are already here, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't care anymore. I, for the last five years of my life, I've been trying so hard to get everybody to like me and just trying to get so many people to forget about the mistakes I made. But now it's just like, I don't I don't care. If you don't like me, I don't care. I, I, tr- I, I, I really don't. It's just like, okay, all right, I wish you well. See ya. <laughs> like, and that's such a comfortable and happy place because... It's again, it's the most selfless, selfish act, right? You got to do yes. it for yourself. And if people don't like you for what you've done, screw them. Especially if you're a different person now. F them. I think <laughs> one of the most powerful things we had was when we were on Up to the Challengers podcast. Um, it's I listened to it recently because I forgot some of the stuff on there. But like one of the most powerful things that he said He's such a smart person. And I really recommend checking him out. Up for yeah. the challenge. Um, look him up on YouTube, Twitch, TV slash up for the challenge. But he said, you don't have to forgive yourself for mm. the past to be a better person. And that really changed my perspective when it comes to, um, you know, being the, the asshole that I was in when I was yeah, drunk. Yeah. And it wasn't that I was always an asshole, but like my embarrassment and everything else, I can still have that. And in fact, it's good that I have that because that means that I am better now than I was back then. And yep. that's a good thing, whether I know it or not, because I want to be better. And, you know, we trying to be a better person always. That's, that's really what we're trying to push for. We're trying to create a, 
a space where we can grow and admit our mistakes and try to be better. And, you know, there's always bumps. There's always bumps, but how are you going to react to them? Are you going to let them drag you down? Or are you going to try to crawl out, whether you're crawling, whether you're running, whether you're walking? Like, taking that step forward is all you can do. It's, it's so true. And for, for me, this has been bleeding out into my real world, right? In, in a good way. Well, with my external relationships, I have a really good friend right now. I love, love her soul. I'm obsessed with her soul. She is such a wonderful person. But she has so much toxicity around her. So much. And I've been having so many conversations with her just about, you got to be a little bit more selfish. You can't save the world. Yes. You can't. Some of these folks, it seems like they're not really trying to put one foot in front of the other. And especially if they're not trying to do that, then how do you expect to help them if they're not meeting you halfway? So I just been loving our conversations, right? Because she's such a helper, such an amazing spirit. But people are using her uh her time etc and i'm like you 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 got to eliminate the toxicity uh and, and and be a little bit more selfish this is your life we get one and it's very quick in regards to everything else we get 70 to 80 years and that's it um if people in your life aren't challenging you if your friends aren't if your group of friends especially if you're around our age in your 30s, if you're not challenging your friends, if you're not talking about stocks or if you're not talking about, you know, how you're going to be better next year with your goals or, or climbing the corporate ladder, then, then what the hell are you friends for? <laughs> then what, what's the purpose, right? We don't have any more time to waste. Right. Um, and folks, if you're in your early 20s or your late teens, right, start thinking about that. Start thinking about that. And that's the conversations I have with the students at schools is really focus on who you are hanging around. What are they doing? Also, and what do they bring to the table? Friendships don't have to be transactional, right? They're not supposed to be transactional. But your friend is supposed to provide you with something, right? Some, uh, something, right? Some great energy, some, some that 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 extra push that you, that they give you, that they provide for you, right? To, to knock out that extra lap around the track or do that extra rep or, or go that extra week of not drinking if you just want to cleanse for two months or, mm-hmm. or whatever. If they're not doing that for you, and if you're not returning that favor for them, then, then why are they in your life? And so all that stuff is so important um, because, again, Association can bring on assimilation. You are who you hang around with. And if you don't believe you are, trust me, you are. Um, so, again, I don't want to get out of my soapbox here, but this year, again, these last two years of this podcast has has has, has been just very wholesome. Yep. Very, very wholesome. Here. Yeah. And uh, for, for growth. Um yeah, this has been this. This is what I needed in my life. And like we said, reach out. Whether you're struggling, yeah. whether you want to celebrate, whatever, whatever it is, reach out. We'll, you know, we will interact with you. We will. And um, I, I can't stress that enough. That 
you know, we, when we say that we mean it and we will be there for what we can. So, uh, yeah. Is there anything you want to leave people with going into these holidays? Mm. Christmas, we got Hanukkah, we got Kwanzaa, but like Christmas is the big one. Like people are going to get together and possibly have their triggers. There's this one thing that, like you said, have an escape plan, right? Don't be afraid to just be like, I got to go. I'm just, I'm not feeling good. Or yeah, just use, I'm not feeling good. I have a headache, whatever. Even if that means just going up to your room by yourself, feel free to remove yourself from a situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. The, the, my last piece of advice to that. And and again, I'm, and, and I don't want for anybody to think I'm perfect at this. I'm still working on it, but, um, neither of us are perfect. <laughs> right. Right. But just, uh, just be mindful of your feelings during those times. Right. Uh, be extra cautious of how you're feeling. Like the feelings when they come and go, try to understand why they are coming and going, or why 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 it came about. But again, yeah, just be more. If you need to be a little bit more selfish than usual, then do that. Then do that. Absolutely. Um. Then do that. So that, that's, that's my plan. Want to reach out to you? Where can they find you? Yeah. You guys can again, as RJ stated earlier. Please send me a message, messages, topics, etc. Uh, had a guy who I met two days ago, listening to the show now, I met up with him um, outside in a parking lot of, uh, of Mocha, actually, on East Wash. And we, we talked for like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, awesome. dude. Talked for like 30 minutes. I signed a few things for him, but we talked, and and, and now he listens. And again, I, I love meeting new people, so please find me at MonteBall28 uh, on Twitter. Send me, and that's where he found me. He, he tweet, uh, messaged me, but please send me messages, topics, questions, etc. I I will get back to you. Um, he texts me now. Uh, Instagram Monte Ball and obviously our untapped cake pages as well. Um, we are we are quite responsive. Um, RJ, where can they find you, man? Uh, you can find me at it's Trickster on Twitter. Itz the eyes of one and Trickster. Untapped keg everywhere. We were able to get that everywhere. That was kind of what's cool about our name is that you know <laughs> right. it's not just that uh, you know the keg is still there. It's just untapped. It's that we got the name everywhere. So like, you know, that's, that's really cool. So any social media, hit us up, send us a message if you want. Uh, We'll get back to you. We try to check it every day. Uh, Right now, obviously it's the holidays. So it might be a little bit, but we'll try to be there. We'll try to be there for you if you need it. Um, And then, you know, if you have a guest that you think would be great or someone you want us to talk to, uh, untapkeg at gmail.com. Uh, if there's a, like Mont said, if there's a topic you want us to hit on, we'll try to do our research and, uh, we'll cover that as well. But, you know, we're a sobriety and a mental health podcast where it's not right. just about our sobriety, like the men, our mental health and our physical health. It's about the holistic person and we're all mm-hmm. growing and, you know, we'd love to grow with you. So we are part of the believe podcast network and look up, uh, uh, calibrate. Yeah. You know, they have great sponsors and let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today. Cause at least if we didn't make it, we tried and we'll catch you next week, next week, Sunday. Mm-hmm. So everybody let's have a good week. Enjoy the holidays. Love you all.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.